1: This is People Every Day. Coming up, everything you might have missed from the BET Awards on Sunday, including Cardi B Baby News. Plus, heroism and heartbreak in the Florida condo collapse. And actress Allison Mack's surprising statement before she is sentenced for her involvement with the Nixium cult. It's June 28th. you're listening to people every day but the voice in your ears is not janine rubinstein who is still on a well-deserved vacation i'm adam carlson and we have a lot to get into today everything from surprise celeb births to a certain lip-locked little nos X. and for those of us who celebrate and made the trek to the movie theater happy fast and furious nine release weekend small spoiler this time they go to space but before we talk about anything else we are still learning more about the catastrophic condo collapse in surfside florida search and rescue efforts continued over the weekend as some of the initial victims were identified including manuel lafont a 54 year old dad of two and beloved little league coach in the area a friend told people manny was a great man and an unbelievable father His young children are safe. They were picked up by their mom just hours before the building fell. More than 100 people still remain unaccounted for.
2: You see a lot of family members who are just trying to see anything. They're they're trying to talk to uh, police officers or or rescue people who are coming out of that perimeter uh, to ask them what they're seeing. You know, there's a lot of desperation that you see in these families that are wondering, are their friends, are their family okay? Um, you know, they're watching the news on their phones while they're standing there. Um, and, and people are understandably not only upset, but there's this weird level of camaraderie that you find with a lot of these people.
1: That was People's senior writer, Steve Helling, who has been on the ground since the collapse last week. And the community is rallying for those families affected in the disaster. If you'd like to contribute, a number of fundraisers have been launched, including support Surfside, as People Magazine continues to follow the latest. And now, the rest of the day's big headlines, starting with last night's big award show. Joining me is Tomas Mir with People's Music Team and an excellent Twitter follow for all things celebrity. Hi, Tomas. Oh my God. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me. I have to say, I have gotten so used to COVID-era award shows that were a little awkward or a little snoozy when we had something much more important happening in the world. But Sunday's BET Awards were not that at all, right? They were
0: the complete opposite. I think everything we want in an award show, it just happened.
1: So the show was at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. We had a live audience. You could really feel the energy in the room. Take us through some of those standout moments, because I feel like there were a lot.
0: There really was. So the theme was Year of the Black Woman. And um, Queen Latifah won a Lifetime Achievement Award. The City Girls performed, Megan Thee Stallion performed and took home the most awards of the night. So it was, it was a star-studded night, for sure.
1: Let's listen to a little bit of Queen Latifah accepting that award for her decade-spanning career. Be Black. Black is beautiful. I've always celebrated the woman
0: because I was raised by a strong Black woman. raised
2: by a father who loves women
1: so this year's theme was like you said the year the black woman celebrating everything they've been through and what they've contributed in the last year we had taraji p henson hosting which i just loved What were some of those moments where they reflected on and honored the theme of the year of the Black woman, beyond Queen Latifah and her wonderful award?
0: Yeah, well, um, I'm not addressing the elephant in the room just yet, but obviously... No, we'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that in a second, (laughs) but we'll circle back. Um, Another important moment, um, Darnella Frazier, who was the woman who recorded um, the murder of George Floyd, uh, got the Shine a Light Award. Um, So another Black woman, important Black woman, being celebrated. And I think just some of the performances of the night... um, highlighting some of the amazing black women in music. Um, My Girl Jasmine Sullivan won um, Album of the Year for Hose Tales, which is such an amazing album. Um, And Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion won for WAP for Best Collaboration and Best Video. Um, So just the best um, in music, really, uh, at, at last night's awards.
1: It's so funny. I feel like WAP has so thoroughly taken over my life, it feels like it didn't just come out within like the last year. I feel like I've always had WAP. Um, But I guess it is fairly new. I mean, yeah, I think it it was
0: definitely a moment in the last year, and I think it's going to define how we move forward in the coming years as well.
1: (laughs) You shouted out Pride Month, which of course we have to know, and there were a few nods to Pride at the show. Lil Nas X, of course, take us through what that meant uh, for people in the room, for people watching at home, and I think Queen Latifah also had a little Pride moment.
0: Yeah, so um, Lil Nas X performed his song Montero, Call Me By Your Name, which is this gorgeous song um, that he recently released. And at the end of the performance he locks lips with one of his dancers and not just lock clips like a full make out moment if we're gonna go there <laughs> um, as for queen latifah she um said thank you to her partner um directly and, and her family which i think was such a sweet moment and i think just encapsulated what pride is it's just being part of a family.
1: Another big moment was an emotional tribute to DMX, the legendary rapper who died earlier this year. Tomás, take us through how the show remembered him. Yeah,
0: it was just a, such a beautiful tribute. There were so many performers. His, um, one of his close friends, Swizz Beatz, was there, Busta Rhymes, Benny the Butcher. You got the whole gambit and they performed some of his uh, most iconic songs in um, such a beautiful uh, tribute to his life.
1: Um, The biggest jaw-dropping moment, I think, for a lot of people watching at home wasn't the style on the red carpet. It was Cardi B's style during her performance. So we teased this about 45 seconds ago. Okay, so Tomas, tell us all about the belly-bearing outfit and what it means. Cardi B is pregnant.
0: Yes, Adam. Oh, my God. I just want to talk about... Cardi B's uh, baby bump because um, it's just really exciting. So um, Cardi B came out with Migos. Um, Obviously her husband Offset is one of the three Migos. Um, And so she came out to perform one of their songs um, together. And with this like outfit that's like, oh, okay, she's pregnant, she's gonna have a baby. Um, And then moments later, she shared um, this gorgeous portrait on Instagram um, just basically confirming that she's pregnant. Um, Offset also shared the post on her, his Instagram story and said another blessing. They do um, share their baby culture together. So um, this will be their second baby.
1: And this pregnancy means so much. Uh, it's it's already clear to Offset and to Cardi B, but they've had their ups and downs as a couple. Kind of recap for us where they are in their relationship and uh, why it's so special now that their family's growing.
0: Yeah, so um, they were they got married in September 2017. So they've been obviously together for a bit but over the last year they had some ups and downs Um, back in October I believe um, Cardi filed for divorce briefly um, and they ended up rekindling and getting back together around her birthday Um, and and this is just that moment where you're like okay they're having a kid they're happy together they're ready to have another child Um, and it's nice to see that they're kind of moving past um, some of the um, issues that they had before they also had a really romantic uh, vacation for Valentine's Day and um, I also love how um, the parent culture. Um, Cardi is just so open about um, being a mom, and I think it's it's one of the sweetest things. So I'm excited to see um, what this new baby will bring for the couple.
1: We talked to Cardi back in 2018 for the Super Bowl, and she said then, like, look, my marriage with Offset is my marriage with Offset. It's for no one else. You know, we have a unique relationship, and we're a family. We have a kid together. And now they have two kids, you know, and it sounds like they're on their next chapter. And speaking of babies, we have another baby bit of surprise celebrity baby news. Ewan McGregor recently welcomed his first child with girlfriend Mary Elizabeth Winstead. The couple was first linked back in 2017, and the family announced the childbirth over the weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean, Adam, I'm always happy to talk about baby birth, so I'm here for this. Um, so yesterday, um, uh, McGregor's oldest daughter, Clara, posted um this really pretty photo of of her holding the baby and just saying, Welcome to the world, little brother, and um congratulating her dad and Mary for the greatest gift those were her words so Obviously, they, they co-starred in uh, Birds of Prey, one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, and now now they have a baby with them. So that's that's the best way to go about it. The Best way to go into the second half of, of 2021.
1: And before I let you go, who is your favorite low-key celeb couple? I always think about Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick um, or Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendez. We have so many. Who's your favorite?
0: I mean, they haven't been as low-key recently, but I'm really here for the Rihanna, ASAP Rocky moment. You know what I'm saying? So I really yeah. love that. Um, Um, ends up becoming a thing because that would be such a power music couple right there if if, um, I I would see maybe I'm going too far ahead but of the Carter's moment with Bait that would be an amazing thing a little um, ASAP and Rihanna
1: collab album that would be my number one from your lips to some recording executives ears Tomas thank you so much for joining us and breaking down the BET Awards always a pleasure Thank you so much Adam Next up, we go very deep into the very strange world of Nixium.
2: Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise.
0: What a wonderful day!
1: You might have heard the name Allison Mack this weekend after the actress released an apology for her involvement with the controversial self help group Nixium, that in recent years, authorities now say, was actually revealed to be a cult. Mack and Nixium are back in the news, and here to break it all down is Liz McNeil, People's East Coast News Editor, who has been following the case from what feels like the very beginning. Hi, Liz. How are you?
2: Hi, Adam. I'm pretty good. Thanks.
1: I'm so glad to have you here. I remember when Allison Mack was first arrested back in 2018, and it felt like a bombshell then, but there have been so many more bombshells around Nixium since then. There is a lot to unpack here. Absolutely. There's a lot. So before we get into Allison's statement this weekend and what it means, remind me and our listeners what Nixium is.
2: Nixium starts probably in the late 90s, and it calls itself a self help group. Right. And it has seminars. It does a lot of heavy recruiting around Hollywood. But what ends up happening as as time goes on is what it, it really has all the earmarks of a cult. Right. Meaning that uh, it does things like separates members from their families. Uh, you, there's a leader uh, in this case, it's Keith Rainier that is sort of basically called the vanguard. He's the one that you are basically are not allowed to question. His top lieutenant is Claire Brompman. She's the Seagram's heiress. Who basically uses her fortune to fund um, a lot of the, the, of the so-called cult. Uh, and then there's also Nancy Saltzman, who is his second in command. Allison Mack also becomes a top lieutenant, and her role becomes more and more prominent as she becomes one of uh, the leaders who begins recruiting women into something called DOS. And DOS was loosely translated to master over slave, and what that really was was a a group of uh, women, young women were recruited to be sex slaves for Keith Rainier.
1: And so a lot of our listeners might be most familiar with this from some of the big documentaries that came out after the case first broke there was a big documentary on HBO, there was one on Stars. But when did the group first start making headlines for what they might be up to? You know, I'm thinking back to some of those initial reports, even before 2018, that something might be going on beneath the surface that we weren't aware of.
2: Uh, absolutely. So what's happening during this time is at first, the Albany Times Union is starting to report on uh, what's going on, various lawsuits. Then, uh, I guess one of the Big Breaks is in 2017 when the New York Times does a big expose, and they focus a lot on Sarah Edmondson, the Canadian actress who actually showed her she was branded, right, part of in in the DOS, uh, the group of women who were uh, conditioned basically to become sex slaves for Keith Raniere, is that you uh, submit to a branding, uh, which was actually Keith Raniere's initials. Oh, my gosh but they were not told that it was Keith Rainier's initials. So Sarah Edmondson uh, is one of the first to come forward. She actually shows her brand on the front page of the New York Times. And at the same time, Catherine Oxenberg uh, came to People to say she wanted to share her story of trying to save her daughter, India Oxenberg, who was uh, by then deeply involved in the cult. So she came to people because she knew. uh, Of course, we had a big readership, and she knew that she had to get the word out. And Catherine's sort of one of the heroes of this whole story because she's one of the one who really goes public with her story, with what happened to her daughter, and uh, by getting the word out, by getting the media coverage right? That's when the world really starts paying attention.
1: So you have these women choosing to speak out about what they've survived, or in Catherine's case, what her daughter is going through. We've talked about branding. You mentioned there was some some sex trafficking. Boil it down for us. What were the accusations at the time? What do we now know about the illegality about what this group was doing, what it was subjecting its members to?
2: Well, it definitely was a sex trafficking operation, right? Women were being groomed to, um, to have sex with Keith. And and it was also, uh, they're also charged with racketeering, right? So that's basically operating in, in, in a legal organization, or an, yeah. I'm sorry, like in the legal operation. And you have to keep on taking classes, so paying to take classes, uh, to achieve your next level. And it's almost as if you can never achieve the top level.
1: That is so nefarious. The more money you spend, the deeper you get pulled into this without realizing the true extent of what you're signing up for, it sounds like. These women didn't realize, I mean, how could they? And then it sounds like once they were too far in, it was too late. Is that right?
2: Yeah. And that's what's so intriguing about reporting on this story is that like the red flags, like the things that we would think, well, you know, of course this was to get your money or why would you ever do that? This period of indoctrination of being se for example, in India's case, right? Sort of being separated from her mother being told that you know her mother or her family are sort of part of her quote unquote issues so you're separated from people that you love you're sort of had to, you have to work relentlessly doing more recruiting So Alison Mack was actually India's quote unquote master. So she has to do what Alison orders her to do. And to the point that she even restricts her calories. So at some point she's only allowed to eat 500 calories a day. So imagine how strong you can be or how can you even think critically? Can you even think straight? Sometimes you're up all night because Keith uh, Rainier liked to have his meetings sometimes at past midnight or two in the morning. So you're doing all these things and they're losing their ability to think critically.
1: And you've talked to the Oxenbergs a lot over the years. What sticks out to you about Catherine Ennedy's experience with the group and the cult?
2: Right. Well, what's so interesting about Catherine is Catherine was, of course, the person who actually introduces her daughter into Nixium when she thinks it is a self-help group. She takes her daughter thinking that this could be a good bonding experience for her. I think India was probably in her young 20s at the time. But, you know, with Catherine, the red flags go up pretty soon. But by then, um, India is already being separated from her mother. She's being told to take more classes. So Catherine is really um, one of the first ones to really go public with, um, with what was happening. And she ends up amassing a lot of documentation that she ends up um, sharing with prosecutors because she had sort of almost been doing her own investigation to to try, try to save her daughter. I mean, Catherine was, was trying to do anything she could to save India. And the other big part of this cult-like group was in addition to losing their ability to think critically, they're also being told to um, hand over what they called collateral, right? So for example, when Alison Mack, tells India that you know there's a secret group that she wants her to join that she thinks will help her, she is asked to hand over what they call collateral. Now, the way it's described to them is that you are gonna be um, basically shown the, the gates to the kingdom, right? That this is a secret group that's going to help you and to protect us to make sure that you don't share these secrets that you're about to learn. You need to hand over something that shows that, you know, you're going to be loyal to us. These things could be naked pictures, could be family secrets, could be uh, things you would never tell anybody else. Right. But what it really is, is blackmail.
1: So there, there is a happy ending, though, yes. for her in this. Take us through how India finally broke away from the group.
2: Right. So uh, India was in very deep and uh, but her mother did keep trying to keep the lines of communication open. India um, ends up moving to New York City, actually to Brooklyn, shares an apartment with Alison and Mack. And little by little, starting to see that maybe things, you know, might not be what they seem, but it really isn't until Alison Mack is arrested in early 2018, that she really begins to break free, see things for what they are, goes into very intense therapy, um, basically deprogramming so she can see things for what they are, um, and eventually decided to share her story so that she could help others.
1: And and Allison Mack, just to catch us up to to right now, Allison Mack put out a statement over the weekend. She's about to be sentenced for her involvement. You described her as a lieutenant in Nixium. What was she accused of, and what did she what did she admit to doing? Uh, kind of briefly recap for us her involvement in the case that she's about to be sentenced.
2: Right. So she is initially charged with sex trafficking and I think racketeering and conspiracy charges. She only pled guilty to racketeering and conspiracy charges. So that's what, those are the charges that she has pled guilty to. So she released a statement over the weekend. And of course, anything she says is of interest because she has said so little. You know, it's a it's a fascinating statement. She talks a lot about shame. She says things like um, uh, this was the biggest mistake and the greatest regret of my life. To those that she recruited, she said, I'm sorry. To those of you that I brought into Nixium, I'm sorry I ever exposed you to the nefarious and emotionally abusive schemes of a twisted man.
1: What do you make of that statement? A, a more cynical person might say it's easy for her to feel remorseful now as she's about to face the judge.
2: You know, of course, having reported on it for so long and seeing how damaging this cult group was to so many I am always somewhat skeptical because this is, of course, being released right before her sentencing, right, where she's asking uh, for leniency from the judge. Um, she does talk about being confused. I guess it's a, you know, it's a complicated statement because you can't, I can't not feel sad for somebody who was that caught up in such a horrible, um, you know, and in such a horrible group. But I guess it always makes you wonder, right, does how aware, how aware was she? I mean, obviously she was definitely lying to India and the other uh, women that she recruited, that DOS, right, the, the, the group that was um, uh, basically groomed to be sex slaves, that this was something that was uh, considered good for them. So obviously that was a lie. So, you know, I don't know uh, what I really think of it. I think it's really complicated. I'm really curious to see what the judge does on June 30th. You know, you can only hope that she's well and recovering and um, sees the, you know, um, mistakes that she made. And she talks a lot about, you know, wanting to apologize to people and wanting to make amends and live a better life. So I guess that still remains to be seen.
1: That was People's East Coast News Editor Liz McNeil. And now a much needed something to make you smile an Ohio woman got the surprise of a lifetime over the weekend when she stepped out wearing a Jonas Brothers t-shirt and ran right into the Jonas Brothers themselves. The superfan was out on a stroll with her dog, Sunny, when Nick Jonas called out to her from a passing car. Oh my god! That's amazing! <laughs> oh my god! I... That's Nick, Joe, yes. and Kevin, the guys in the front of her shirt, who just happened to be driving by. The group sealed the moment with a prize selfie, and I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling she'll never wash that shirt again. See y'all tomorrow.